We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. Joining us at noon today, Patrick Willis. I'm excited to talk to Patrick Willis. What a Me player. too, because I'm just Ooh. curious about, like, number one, what he's been up to, man, and uh, – you know, just what he feels about Coach Fangio because I remember those San Francisco 49er defenses that he was on. Man, they, incredible. Were, they were aggressive. They were incredible. Willis <laughs> was, I, I thought at the time, the best linebacker in pro football. Oh, yeah, P-Dub was a beast. Man. Five all-pros uh, and then walked away from the NFL at age 29. I mean, he, he's a, I view him as a Hall of Famer. They go get there one day. He joins us at 12. going to talk to him about Vic Fangio, who helped coach him up in San Francisco. 215-592-9494. We'll get to Fangio stuff coming up in a few minutes and. You know, what is the thought process out there about him right now as a coach and a communicator and someone that can relate to the modern player? We'll get to that. Your phone calls, a lot to discuss here. Are the Eagles a quick fix to get back to this weekend next year? I don't believe they are. I think Howie's got a lot of work to do this offseason. Hugh believes they are indeed a quick fix. Move here, move there. We're back. And Andy Reid about to play in his sixth straight or coach in his sixth straight title game this weekend. Do you miss him? Do you miss Andy? I know it's been a long time, but the Eagles have not had the stability without Andy they did with him, and he's had a lot more stability without them. Fred is in New Jersey. Hey, Fred. Joe, how are you? Hey, you. How you doing? Hey, What's Fred? going on, man? Good. So, Joe, I just want to remind you of something. And I'm 67 years old. I had season tickets 60 years ago at Franklin Field with my dad. So I go back a long time, mm-hmm. okay? You forget how bad at times the Eagles looked with Andy Reid. Okay, there were times that the offense was just horrible, that people were screaming at him that he wouldn't run the ball at all. So it wasn't all perfect. Yeah, he did a great job for a while. But let me just say one last thing you want him. He did, in my entire life of watching the, the Eagles and football, he did the biggest malpractice I've ever seen in my life that no one talks about when he took his offensive line coach, who never coached defense in college, in the pros in high school, and he made him a defensive coordinator yeah, in did. the NFL. That was the dumbest thing he ever did or anyone could ever do. So to sit there and tell me that Andy Reid is so great. He is. That's not just the <laughs> division. He won six. You're right. He won six divisions, but against all three weak teams. The, the, the Chargers have never gotten out of their way for years. The Raiders have stunk for years, and Denver stunk after they lost Peyton yeah, so, so, Fred, I, I, I don't disagree with that, right? But we do this all the time. We discount greatness by saying what's around greatness Ron was. No, but Fred, hold on. Oh, Fred, that was bad. I what agree. about Fred. that? Ask Fred. me that. Fred, Fred that it was a mistake. Sense? Fred, it was a mistake. Like, sometimes great coaches make mistakes. But we always do this. I hear this crap about Belichick, right? Belichick ran through the AFC East because the whole division stunk. Maybe the AFC West stinks. Maybe the AFC East stunk with Belichick because they he beat those teams six times a year. It's tough to win when you start the season 0-2. He, when you beat teams every year, they're in trouble. They're behind the eight ball. So, like, yeah, maybe they're, you know, they're an average team, but they're 6-10 and 10 because Andy beats them every year. 
Look, the, Reds, uh, the Commanders and, and the Giants have been bad for a while. But Dallas is not, you know, they've always put a competitive team yeah, on the I agree. field. So, so, it, so the NFC East has never been a cakewalk, number one. But, but you forget that Andy Reid, you know, was not perfect and made a lot of mistakes. No, Fred, but Fred line, hold on. But I, I, hold on. I, I, I agree with way, you. Like, I agree. I agree he wasn't perfect. He made a lot of mistakes. I agree. Let me ask you But one. hold on. Hold on. The re- Fred, the, Fred the, ain't going to let you talk. No, but I'm going to let Fred talk. The reality is whether you can – we all have our opinions, right? You don't have to miss him, Fred. I'm not going to make you. you. You feel the way you feel. <laughs> but this is the truth. The Eagles have not been as good post-read as he's been without them. They don't have stability. We're doing press conferences where the coach is being asked, what do you do here? Meanwhile, Andy's in his sixth straight title game. Like, he won the divorce, Fred. He got the dog and the car. I understand. Look, the bottom line is, and he did draft the guy, when you come up with a franchise quarterback that has year in, year out played at a top level – that makes it a lot easier. Agreed. We, you know, we didn't have that Wentz crashed and burned. Hopefully, Hurts are going to crash and burn. But, you know, but I, 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 I mean, you can't look. This guy, you know, everyone talks about, you know, look, whether CEOs are making fun of him. Harbaugh in Baltimore has been there for years. Tomlin, there's, there's a bunch of coaches that do not are not the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. I think the bottom line is, is if Lori didn't like this guy, I don't believe it's just a puppet. Because Laurie could find another guy that would take the job. The bottom line is this guy has won a lot of games in three years. Am I happy what happened the last seven games? Of course not. I can't understand it. And maybe we'll never know. But he's going to get a year to see if he can't, you know, fix it. And I have no problem with the continuity of that. And I do think that it's not a big fix. If you draft a couple impact players on defense, put two impact guys on that defense, it's going to change dramatically besides the fact you're going to have a professional coach there. And that will help a lot. Fred, we agree on that. Yeah, I, I, the fans here think it's a big deal. Fred, good phone call. I enjoyed that debate. And there's uh, something about an Andy Reid conversation that just that gets bring, people fired up. It I, brings I, it back. Like, but y'all got to, like, listen, I know y'all think that this is a strong point, but it really isn't. And y'all say, well, they played in the weak division. Tom Brady played in the weak division. Won a whole lot of games in the weak division. That dog don't hunt, man. Like, when you say stuff like that, that basically says that you don't have a real argument. And like, seriously. My point to him was part of the reason we view those divisions as weak is because, like, now the Chiefs or back then you guys to the NFC yes. or Belichick and Brady, they destroyed their opponents, so you, they, they made them 0-2 every you, year. You you draft to get out of your division, and it, it's cyclical. What you do is you one year you're going to be up. Like, right now the Patriots are down. Yes. Miami Dolphins are up. Bills are the up. Jets are, look like they're about to be up. Well, that's maybe. just how the division. Jets are usually but that's down. just how the division. That's how football is, yeah. and I think that we tend to forget that. So when you make that argument, oh, you know, it, it's a weak division. No, it was just your turn because you drafted well. You have to draft well for it to be your turn. And and right now, look like the Cowboys might be the class of the division, and we're right there with them. Mm-hmm. It's the it's a downtime for the Giants, and it's a downtime for the Commodores. But it looks like the worm is about to turn for both of those teams. I mean, we could, we've done this with the Phillies the past few years. So like the year they got to the World Series two years ago, part of it was they beat the crap out of the Nationals. Now, I know the Nationals aren't good. They're in a downturn. But part of the reason they're so bad is they have to play the Braves and Phillies 40 times a year. I mean, this is it's just it's a matter of it, it's all goes into it. My, my point is on, on Reed. I miss him. I miss the stability. I wish the Eagles had something like that still. They don't. So our last call did believe it's a quick fix. A couple good draft picks here. 
and Hugh, you've been on that, the idea of the draft picks and young guys, and maybe it is, but boy, that puts pressure on Howie because he's got to nail the draft picks. You know, they have, what, the Eagles have, I think, three picks in the first what? Because they have the Saints second-round pick this year. That was from the AG, uh, from the trade they made to move around the first round two years ago? Yes. So where does that fall? 50-something? I think it does. The Saints finished. They missed the playoffs. They were like, what, 9-8? and eight? I'm guessing that pick is like the middle of the second round. So they're going to have three picks within the first two rounds. It's a, it's a big deal. I mean, he, if he nails these three picks, that could be three starters next season. Yeah, you're going to have to. Like, like, that's the reality of where we are. The guys that we draft are going to have to play. And you have to do a damn good job of drafting guys and having coaches that are going to teach. Like the one thing that that a lot of people aren't talking about with this whole uh, Coach Sirianni meltdown was the fact that Coach Sirianni, from what from some reports, had to coach the coaches. So I think it's important. Like when you talk about Coach Fangio, I don't care. Like just I know we're going to get to it, Joe, mm-hmm. but I don't care what the Miami Dolphins felt about him. I gives a damn who liked him and who didn't like him. That's the kind of coach I feel you need. I'm old school. You need that kind of coach. That's why you're going out to get coaches like a Mike Caldwell, people that can teach. Because part of the problem I feel that this team had this year, number one, the same mistakes were being made week in and week out, and they had no fundamentals. That's what good coaches do for you. You know, you're just not sitting there. I feel like a lot of times, and I and I spoke on this, like coaches nowadays, you're 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 straddling that line from being somebody's friend and being a teacher. And if you cross that line and become more of a teacher, and they don't like you, you got a chance to get fired. That's ridiculous to me because even at the professional level, there's still a lot that you can learn. And if you want to be a great player, you have to be able to be teachable at all times. Even in the jobs that we do, we still have to be teachable at times. So, you know, that I, I want coaches like that that are going to challenge their players. Yeah, and, you know, you, you, we're speaking of giving Fangio enough players to, you know, in terms of the draft and helping them out, young guys. I mean, the one, and you're going you're gonna to see it and hear about it when you turn the game on Sunday night, the Lions. I mean, the Lions are obviously a, a fun story, and Dan Campbell's a big – you know, he's kind of the face of the story, the Jared Goff uh, you know, resurgence. But there's a reason um, that Brad Holmes won the Executive of the Year award. His draft is – Jameer Gibbs was their first pick. He got They got a lot of heat for that, taking a running back. I know someone here on this show that's probably like, yeah, taking a running back. It makes some sense now. But three of their first four picks were Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. Those guys aren't just – they're, they're huge con- parts. Huge contributors. They're, they're three of their best players. Huge contributors, especially Laporta. They, they're calling that cat Baby Gronk. He's, he might be the best rookie tenant I've seen since yeah. Gronk. He's and, unbelievable. And you have to you, – the, the reason why the Giants – excuse me, the Lions – are having so much success is because that's exactly what they did. They let them young guys play. Even when you talk about Hayden Hutchinson. Uh, Last year's Who was Panay Sewell. Yep, Panay Sewell's a great player. Man, listen, there is not a guy that they drafted. Even the, They got another young, another young defensive end from HBCU that, that's playing. Ah, I can't think of his name right now. But the point is, you have to draft guys that have the mentality that you're trying to relate on the football field. That's You have to have those guys. If you come – like, for instance, when I read about Coach Fangio's defense, they talk about corners that play physical in the run game. Right now, we don't have a corner that has been – a veteran corner, I should say, that has been identified that can do that. That's a big deal for him because they come up in run support and they help. 
They have, and, and you know this for a fact because we've seen it. You've even seen it in Miami. Mm-hmm. They have physical linebackers that play physical, that can cover, that, that, can, that can get out of there, get the, the uniforms dirty, and they can cover on the back end. You have to have that. This defense does not have an identity. You have to have an identity, and I think that's what he's going to bring in here. So if he rubs some people the wrong way and they want to get out of here, so be it. Bye. Leave. See ya. Yeah, and we'll get to that. There's audio out there. More on the um, kind of the, the relationship between fans and players. Let's grab Will, and then we'll talk about it. Will in the Northeast. What's up, Will? Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? What's up, Will? What are you thinking today? Oh, man, you know, uh, it's not going to be an easy uh, fix, man, because when you look at the schedule we got this year, this upcoming season, man, we're going to have to do a lot of rebuilding, man, because uh, these teams is going to be ready. And we we playing some of the prior, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, like first five games or like, top-of-the-line top teams, man. So we don't and, know the order yet, Will. So we're not sure exactly when they'll play, um, you know, certain right. teams. We don't know. That that comes out in May. But we do know who they're going to play. And so next year they play the AFC North. That's a tough division. All yeah. those teams were over 500 this year. That That's that's right. a tough one. They also Pretty have the Packers next too. year. They have the Rams next year. Yep. I know, man. And, you know, um, what, I'm, what I'm really hoping is whatever's going on with Jalen, you know, they, they in the off season they fix it. And one thing I want to say to Jalen, I hope he's listening. You know, the money, the money can make you or it can break you. But one thing about this, you worked hard and you got what you earned. You earned that money, but don't allow that money to change you. Because one thing I can say about money, money come and go, but a legacy lives forever, man. And that's what you should be working on right now, your legacy, man. And I, I believe you still got it in you, but I, I'm just hoping whatever it is on the off season, as far as the whole team, just fix it, man. Because y'all a great team, and I want to see y'all do well, man. Everybody, we got fans all over the world that love the Eagles, man. Like and we we owe, and the Eagles owe us that. You know what I'm saying? Look out, look look at the fan base, man. At least do it for us. But do it for yourself, man, because I know you're a great quarterback, man. And continue to prove everybody wrong, man. That's what we do, man. When every everybody against us, guess what? That should give us more more uh, energy like an and everything to go harder. And you know? Here's why, Will, I feel it's going to happen or I feel good about it happening. Well, we appreciate it. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been down before. I mean, he, like an open letter, though. An open letter to Jalen, yeah. yeah. If Jalen, if you're listening, this is my, my message to you. I mean, Jalen Hurts has been doubted before. He's fell, fallen down before. I believe he'll bounce back. He's bounced back a lot in his football career. All right, let's talk about Vic Fangio here. So here's Albert Breer, NFL insider, on on what's out there about Fangio. We played a little bit yesterday. Drew Rosen asked him about yeah, maybe not all the players loved him down in Miami. Here's what Albert Breer's hearing. I think it'll be interesting to see how he meshes in that scenario. Though, yeah, Colin. yeah. There were problems in Miami. I mean, like, just from a collaboration standpoint, he wasn't exactly what they were looking for. A lot of the players were out on him to the point where at the wow. end of the year, things looked funky on tape. And I, I would say this, like, I think in the in the in in this era, the way staff set up and the way that things are delegated, Vic's not really that way. And so, like... As far like, let's just say, for example, if you're splitting up third down and you're splitting up red zone and you're saying, okay, like we're going to have our secondary coach present on this and we're going to have our D-line coach present on this. That's not the way Vic worked. Like Vic was the only voice in that room and that rubbed some people the wrong way in Miami. 
That's interesting. I mean, that, you, that you, sounds more like a uh, internal coaching issue that, than him with the players. That sounds like an insecurity issue from the coaching staff. Like, I, like, cause you know what I hear when I hear that? Let me let me do third down, coach. Let me let me be the guy. I don't ever recall being in a meeting, a defensive meeting, that Jim Johnson didn't run. Don't recall it. Jim Johnson did the breakdowns. Jim Johnson did the stalls, all of that. Now, we broke off in individual meetings, and we talked about the game plan and how we were going to attack it from the defensive line standpoint. Right. And I'm pretty sure linebackers in the secondary did the same thing. But Jim Johnson's voice was the only one that had the clicker in his hand, and he was the only cat that was talking during the meeting. Now, every now and then, Trout would chime in and mm-hmm. talk about what he didn't want to do. <laughs> but outside of that, like, Jim was the only cat that I, 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 I heard speak in the meeting. Now, again, I, this, is, this was a long time ago. And to me, I, I guess that's how meetings are ran now because everybody wants to get their shine or whatever. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is we are trying to win football games. And if Vic Fangio is out there, you know, talking about his defense and coaching his defense or whatever and talking about it, I don't have a problem with that. I, 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 it feels more to me like that wasn't a player issue. That was a coaching issue Internal, because they felt yeah. slighted. They, they, it sounded like the coaches in Miami felt slighted. And then when you look at the Miami Dolphins, like, no, well, I guess I am disrespecting Miami fans. They were soft anyway. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They were soft. They every time they got punched in the mouth, they folded like a cheap suit. So I, I'm assuming that Coach Fangio's coaching style didn't mess well with them cats that like to uh, sit on the palm trees and drink my yeah, time. I also go to this. I mean, Albert Breeder mentioned the end of the year uh, communication issues. They had six starters out. I mean, you have six starters out. It's going to look a little funny. I mean, you have backups all over the place. I, I don't know. I mean, Kyle's brought this up the last couple of days that there's this stuff has come out, right? Maybe that the Fangio thing isn't as seamless and perfect as we're making it out to be. Thanks, I, I don't. I don't care. I, I do not care. You're talking about to me, Joe. What did we do well? Nothing. What 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 did we do where On you defense, could complain? Nothing. Like seriously, what did we do where you could complain about a coach like Vic Fangio coming in and cracking the whip a little bit? And the other part is, yeah, maybe last year, whatever. It was a little funny in Miami. He has. Basically, 40 years of track record on defense. We're going to talk to Patrick Willis, one of his best players ever had. Linebacker, you know, obviously with the 49ers all those years. He'll be joining us at noon to talk about Fangio and what kind of coach he is. I'm not concerned, Hugh. And it doesn't sound like you are either about the Fangio experience. No, I'm not. I'm not, man. I'm, I'm old school. And I, I am okay with that because I feel like sometimes you have to be talked rough to. Like there's a way that you can deliver a message. You can deliver it directly or you could just yell about it. But there's a way, like, we're trying to get better. We're trying to win Super Bowls around here. So I'm not worried about your feelings and how, you know, who breaks down the meeting or who breaks down third down personnel or whatever. If Coach Fangio's up there teaching his defense and it's his defense, let the man cook. So two things. One, hopefully he could bring in this a kind of staff that understands the way he, he wants it, right, so they don't complain. The other thing, I, and I go back to the take you've had for a while, Hugh, this has got to be younger guys. Like, if the Eagles – assess that there's going to be some veterans on this defense who don't love the Fangio you gotta way, go. then you got to move on. Yeah, and that's the reality. 
Because I don't think – I, I, I doubt we're at a point in their career where Carter, Smith, Davis are going to push back on the kind of coach. It might right? be some pushback. It, but, it might be. But they don't have a leg to stand on yet. Yeah. Like, they're still – they haven't done much in the league. Slay, I'll just use him as an example. Oh, he Like, if it's me and, and, and he can still play, let me say that first because, you know, he's kind of sensitive about when people say stuff about him. I mean, but he wouldn't be here because he doesn't fit. Like, all those things I used to describe the way that he wants his corners to play, that, that's, that's not Darius Slay. And, and that's not his game. And, you know, it's, it's just like playing defense anywhere else. That's not the style that we want to play. We want to be hard-nosed. The first thing that I would do if I came up here as defensive coordinator, I would tell this team what we're not going to be. We're not going to be dummies. We're not going to be idiots. And what I mean by that, we're going to know our assignments. Like, that's the first thing about playing defense. Know what you're supposed to do. Like, there's not going to be nothing in the back end looking like Keystone Cops, running around, not knowing who you're going to cover. You're going to know who to cover. And if you're going to make mistakes, damn it, you're going to make mistakes doing, going 100 miles an hour. I mean, the smartest team, the team that makes the fewest mistakes, has the better to, chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's football there. Right, let's go to uh, Ray in Westville. What's up, Ray? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going hey, on? Hey, Ray, man? what are you feeling today? How's it going, Hugh? What's going I on? Want you to, I, I want you to know, brother, if you ever get a coordinator or a coach's job, I'm back you 100%. I'm not trying to do You got that. a fan there, I'm Hugh. Not. I like to run my mouth on the radio too much to be all. Yeah, Ray. I mean, Kyle and I, Kyle and I are going to rip him. So you got to back him. I grew up watching you, and as a kid, I grew up watching Seth. Yeah, Seth was a beast. You've seen some good defense around here, Ray. Not this past season, but you've seen some good defense. No, but but as far as Andy, and the way I miss with the discipline, and with the hard practices that he had. Some yeah. people were saying. Yeah, well, Ray, and, and obviously Hugh was part of this. I, I always felt that Andy had his team playing their best and got his team ready for the end yeah. of the season. And unfortunately, yeah. this year was the opposite. And look at the Chiefs right now, right? They struggled a lot of the season, but now they're playing their best football and they're a game yeah. away from the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I remember this one game when Reed, when Andy and they were playing, he was playing against the Rams. The Eagles had some fumbles, but they were like turning – Trying to turn it to turn into points, and Andy was yelling like, "Sit, just sit on the ball, just sit on the ball." <laughs> yeah, I mean the guys that was back in oh one oh two. Yeah, oh yeah, Ray. I mean, look, they they he's a great coach, and he's won for a long time. Ray, what do you think? Is this a quick fix for this Eagles team? Honestly, I don't see this season, but hopefully next, like twenty four going to twenty five, yep. I see something. Like a term because the thing is, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with that thing. Oh, they have a they do. I mean, they have a ton of work back there. Now, hopefully, yeah, Van, hopefully when Vangio, I heard you know with Steph saying the with the bend but don't break situation. But hopefully, when he comes in, you know that can that this, the coverage can tighten up a little bit. And they got to make and Ray, they got to make plays too. And, and Ray, man, we appreciate the phone call. They got to make plays. Last year's defense made plays. They they, they turned the ball. They, they took. They created turnovers. This you mean year's, not last year, like the Super Bowl defense? Yeah, two years yeah. ago. You got to be opportunistic defense, man. That that's that's the mentality. That's the way to work. Like there was a saying, and it's still a saying. Like fatigue makes a coward out of us all. And a lot of times, you know, you break your body down so that when you are in those moments where you're tired you still know your assignment. Yeah, and they didn't do that enough this year. They just didn't. Our right, 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Do you miss Andy? 
And is this Eagles team a quick fix to get back to championship weekend? Hugh believes they are. I think Howie's got a lot of work to do here. On the other side, we'll talk to a future Hall of Fame linebacker, Patrick Willis. He played in San Francisco for Vic Fangio. We'll talk about the new D.C., the scheme, how relatable he thought Vic was as a coach. And, of course, all your phone calls, 215-592-9494. Patrick Willis joins the show next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.